Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast, presented by Sean Patrick Moloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here is your host, Sean Moloney. Welcome to episode 261, Winning a Bidding War. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me today. Guys, as real estate agents, we're in a very, very stressful time. Almost every single house we look at doesn't just get one offer, not two, not three, but tons of offers, ends up a bidding war. Our clients end up stressed out. We're trying to do the best we can, trying to give them good advice, but then we're wondering what's good advice and what's bad advice. How am I being a fiduciary or am I not being a fiduciary? What can I possibly do to win more of these bidding opportunities? And how can I kind of make sense of it all? It's a lot to think of. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of things to avoid. So let's get started. Make sure to stay at the end so you don't miss anything. This is a really important episode to earning more commissions in your business right away. First off, when working with a client writing an offer, it's crucial to explain the significance of each term, not just the total purchase price. I see a lot of people focus only on purchase price. Purchase price is super important, sometimes might even be the top priority of a seller, but there are so many other terms, and every single term is significant to the process and factors of which why you win. It's the seller who gets to choose what's best terms for them, so originally one of the things I'm going to suggest is as an agent, reaching out to the other agent to find out what are the best terms possible for their seller can really make a difference. Think about it like this. If I have kids, right, they're going to school and I'm trying to finish out the school year. The offer comes in and it wants to close June 1st versus June 25th, we'll say. Okay, well, the kids, they're currently in school. We close on June 1st. We're moving out of town. What do we do on the in-between with our kids and how do we keep them in school and how do we get them to school when we're moving out of the community? Maybe those extra 25 days would allow the kids to close the year out at the school they're in. Now imagine an offer, maybe $5,000 less comes in, but it closes on time so the kids can finish out school. How much money does it cost to take a family, move them out of a house, put them in temporary housing, and allow them to finish out the school year where they are versus having to move to where they're going? That's a hard number to really put together. Can you live in a hotel room with kids? Can you live in a temporary housing place where you can even get a one-month lease? How do you even find a place for one month? Is it back to mom and dad's? Is it back to a friend's house? See, all these factors really go into accepting an offer because when you accept an offer, you're going to be giving up your home at the closing date and going elsewhere. So if the closing date doesn't work, timelines aren't right, that could be a huge factor. Sellers scrutinize not just the offer price, but the deposit amounts. What if you default? Are they covered? Are they not covered? What are the deposits looked at? How many contingencies are there? Is there a financing contingency? Do do you have to borrow money? Or are you able to buy cash? Do you have to sell a home? Or are you able to own two homes? Say with a home sale contingency. Do you need the home sale contingency? Or could the client own two homes at once? If they can own two homes at once, they might not need the home sale contingency. But if they don't want to, or it's not optimal, maybe you need the home sale contingency. In order to win the bid, you have to look at each and every one of these fields and think to yourself, how can we best suit this to the seller, but also still protect my clients? 
because we can't just make it one-sided. We do work for our clients. We do need to make sure we're fiduciary for them. We can't just give the house away. We do got to pay attention to that. We need to look at what works best for the buyers, but knowing that there's kind of a few bosses in real estate, right? The biggest boss when it comes to selling the property would be the seller. The seller gets to choose whether they want to accept an offer or not. The next big boss would be the mortgage broker. Mortgage broker got to decide whether they can fund the deal or not, got to give you a pre-approval. Then we have the attorney's office. Can the attorneys close on time? Can everything happen? And then we have the buyer. Not saying the buyer is least important, but the buyer cannot make decisions without these other people involved. So making sure we look at each and every term and that we best suit them for the seller and all these other people is going to make sure that our offer can get accepted and that we can make good on our terms. Writing a winning offer that you can't make good on the terms makes no sense. Because remember, your deposits could be at risk. Or writing an offer with no deposits doesn't give a seller any surety. So allowing your client to dictate that they don't want to do any deposits, well, seller may not feel comfortable with that. The buyer's always right, of course. They are the client, so we do have to write the offers that they want. But explaining to them that the sole course of remedy for a seller is to keep the deposit if they don't keep good on their actions. And by putting no deposit or a low deposit, it doesn't give the seller the surety that it might with someone else. I'll tell you, I would hate to know as a buyer that I bid everything the exact same and the reason that I didn't get a house was the fact that I wasn't willing to put a deposit down on the home so the sellers didn't find surety and went with another offer that was the exact same otherwise. That really stinks because remember, deposit money, while it's at risk, it's only at risk if you don't keep good on the contract you're offering. That way there, once you understand that, you realize I should really put a healthy deposit here so that that way there the sellers feel surety in my offering that I'm going to move forward and that I'm not just going to stiffen with the bill and then they'll be in trouble. We want to make sure they understand that. That way there they're not going, oh, I don't know if I want to take this offer because, you know, I need to get my money and I'm not sure if these guys can do it and, you know, now they have this no deposit. What if they bounce? I could end up with nothing. It's really important to understand that. Guys, bidding wars are crazy, right? There's so much that goes on. There's so much emotion and things. I want to point out one thing. Sometimes winning a bidding war doesn't actually equate to a real victory. It ends up in a situation where the buyer buys the home. Yes, they get the home, but after getting there, they feel really let down. They feel like disheartened. They've got a home that they paid too much money for. They maybe have a leak because they didn't have a home inspection, and they're in a bad situation. As a real estate agent, you want to make sure not to crush a deal, but to bring up the realities of what can happen when waiving a home inspection, what can happen when paying top dollar, what can happen when swaying the entire deal and offering over to the seller side, and the risks that that involves. Winning isn't everything, guys. Sometimes winning means losing in the long run of things. But the truth is, if you want to get more wins on the board and you want to win more bidding wars, you really need to learn to be an offer guru. You need to learn how to look at each and every term and best fit it to the unique deal that you're working on. The more you look at each deal as a unique thing and each offering as a unique offering, the better that you'll find your offers come out. Guys, I hope this helps you get more offers accepted in the year 2024 and moving forward. It's going to be a crazy one out there with limited inventory, bidding wars, and everything else that we were hoping would go away. They're not going away anytime soon. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you all have a great week.